You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. As marketers settle back into their seats to put plans and budgets into action for the year ahead, pundits and prognosticators are publishing their lists of the technologies and trends that will shape 2019. What's hype? What's happening? We'll break it down for you. You are listening to The A-Game. For those new new to the program, here's how it works. Each week, we bring together experts representing four core areas of our business to give their take on what's trending in the world of media and marketing. What you walk away with is a holistic view of the topics you need to know about. Joining us today covering marketing technology and trends is Jeff Culleton. Jeff, welcome to the show. Happy New Year, friends. Thank you. Our authority on social media and influencer marketing is Joel Hammond. Joel. Jim, that intro was (laughs) amazing. You're welcome. (laughs) For digital media and programmatic strategy, no one does it better than Morgan Rooks. Morgan. Hi. Happy New Year, guys. Nobody does it better. My name is Jim Ganser. I cover media planning and attribution. Let's do this. First of all, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy I can't New believe Year. it's 2019. Shouldn't we have flying cars? Uh, so this is the year of Blade Runner. I thought so. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. So We're behind. That's a very interesting topic we're that behind. we'll save ready. for another podcast. You're not ready? Absolutely not. No, I get it. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, flying cars are a lot to handle. We're pretty close. You think so? We're pretty close. Yeah. I, I didn't really see any headlines suggesting such things, but you never know what's going to happen, right? I mean, that's, that's a great point. You do never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so true. Just right. as, a, as a blanket statement, you do never know it what's is going what to it happen. Is. We are on the precipice of the self-driving car, thanks to 5G and all the promises of that in 2019. True, very true. Although I drove myself to work today. <laughs> Just a Super happy. We're glad you did. Super happy you made We're it. We're glad you did. <laughs> Uh, the thing that's fun right now in our business and in business in general is it is list season. So uh, it's it's kind of funny because when you think about entertainment, the world of entertainment, all their lists tend to look backward. But when we're talking about business, lists tend to look forward. What's to come? What are the goals? What are we trying to do? What do we need to take into account moving forward to to move our businesses forward? So. You know, in the spirit of lists, I thought maybe we start off by talking about goals. Are there any um, new goals that we've set out for the year uh, on an individual and a professional level that you guys want to talk about? Jeff? This is unfair because I come, like, my goal-setting process is world-renowned. Oh, this is ridiculous. Morgan has has, uh, a mini version of that, and I've got – go ahead, Jeff. So I did a handful of things. Um, I'll do quick ones. I want to do 50 episodes of the A-game. Huge. I think – that is an attainable goal, and I think the the universe wants it to happen. Um, I, on a personal side of things, I want uh, I want to stop coaching hockey and start playing hockey. Mm. Love wow. that goal. Yeah, love that goal. Want to be want to be a little bit deeper in the action. Um, and then you know you're oh I, the other thing is I want to uh, complete my first century ride this year. I'm gonna do a hundred mile race, hundred mile road race. So there Have you, you go. Have you heard of Elizano? Oh, interesting. Yes. In fact, I have. It's a great, uh, great event. It's a really nice event. In fact, I rode the 50 miles last year. I said to myself, you know what, this 50 miles could be double. And I think I, I, I still could complete it. So I'm looking forward to that. I only got into cycling a handful of years ago. So 
<laughs> humble, humble brag. <laughs> Jeez. Humble brag. <laughs> Joel, what are you achieving this year? Uh, Jim, I want to be, a, you know, we talk about uh, parenting a lot, right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I want to be a better parent. Professionally, we want to dominate, obviously. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's A, unstated. Full domination. Yeah, unstated goal, mm-hmm. A game, clients, whatever. I think, you know, personally, you know, it's just like, you know, let's, let's try to be a better parent. I think, you know, we, we talk about that a lot. Sure, why not? Leave your children. Don't lose your children in the, in the mall quite as much as you did this year? Uh, you know, that's, that's you know, table stakes. It's more like, okay. more lofty. Joel didn't lo- lose his children in the mall. <laughs> yes. If any child, children's services people are listening. Morgan, I know you have a list. Yes, so I was inspired by Mr. Jeffrey Culleton to make my own goals and share them out. That's the happiest thing ever. Um, It was really great to write them out, actually. I categorized them, and it's inspired me to start a bullet journal. For Mm. those of you who are familiar with bullet journals and ways that they help you stay organized and achieve your goals and keep you present. So um, that's kind of a mini goal. Professionally, I'm on the same page as these guys. Uh, my goal is to grow the A-game listenership. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to help me achieve my goals, <laughs> please share with your family and friends. If you know a Morgan in need, <laughs> please share the link. Jim? We can get Sarah McLaughlin now to do. Oh, yeah. yes. start doing some TV. Yes. Okay. Get some puppies. Something to think about. Yeah, puppy here or there. There's a very adorable dog named Leo that we can get to star in it. Oh, all of our dogs at Adcom are adorable. Just some sad faces. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. an idea. We'll talk about that after. Uh, the first thing I was thinking about now that Morgan is a regular on the show, we were talking yesterday about the fact that we need to re-record the intro, and I thought getting Jim Nance to do it mm. would be spot on, and I think we just might have enough clout. You think so? By May? To put in a phone call to Jim Nance. I, so. I, well, I, I don't doubt that. I would love to see, if, if not Jim Nance, Mark Pritchard would be nice. Ooh, Mark, Mark yeah. obviously has dodged our um, our cold knock from last year. Um, so, I mean, frankly, I think he owes us. Mr. Ganser, this is it's funny you mentioned Jim Nance. Jim Nance actually he appeared on a local sports talk radio station this week. He actually is an Ohio resident in part-time. Cleveland, like part time. Are you kidding me? Uh, we got to get me, him in the studio. Let me send a text. Is, was it Cleveland? Or was it Columbus? Right. No, it was Cleveland. Let me was send it? a text while we're talking. Wait a yeah. wait a minute. Uh, all seriousness, although that is a lofty goal, uh, I haven't really mapped out the steps to get there. No, we will. Personal level, I think I'm going to try to run the Chicago Marathon this year. Oh, oh let's go. Just a quick thing. I know yeah. you're from Chicago, but it is invite. So yes. while you train and train and train, that's great. Mm-hmm. Just don't get down on yourself if you don't get in. It's nothing against wow. you. Or, this or is Jeff who, you could uh, run for a charity. You I'm have not, to raise I'm money not too concerned. Charity. I'm going to find a way. Hey, Jim, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a look at Jeff's goals again, mm-hmm. and I want you to, like, tear them down, okay? Oof. I oh. want to do Joel. one better than Jeff on <laughs> every one of Morgan, Morgan, there's always a, a small pool of venom that sits below uh, Joel Hammond, so I'm familiar. What? <laughs> Jim, Jim who, who did, why didn't you pick up this? Jim said, here's my goal. Jim, Jeff said, well. <laughs> no, it was, it was more of a psychological. I just don't want him to get completely into it and then not get an invitation to it and then be really disappointed. Fair enough. Because he's my friend. Agreed. His mental well-being, as much as either of the two of you, is you know my priority as well. I love well, it. I love it. Thank you, Jeff. That was very thoughtful. I did live in Chicago for 14 years. I understand how the okay. marathon works. Here we go. Thank you very Here much. Here we go. And might I add, um, there's a little saying that goes a little something like this. 
the way that you respond to adversity determines your ration of success. Ration of success. You know what, Jeff? I don't know if you've ever heard this saying. You actually can win them you all. Win them. You okay. actually can win them all. You actually can win them all. But uh, <laughs> You know what my unofficial title in 2019 is pot stirrer. Debbie Downer? No, pot stirrer. I'm here to get you all whipped up into a frenzy. It seems to be a little bit easy with the guy to my left right now. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be a little on edge. We might need to update the intro <laughs> to uh, add another title of provocateur oh. <laughs> and instigator. Ladies Mayweather and Pacquiao over here. The rumors of infighting on the A game is one hundred percent true. <laughs> this wow. is all part of this is all part of the strategy to grow listenership. Yeah, we need a little, a little bit drama. more adversity. Mm-hmm. Build a little bit of drama. Yeah. So little note, Joel and I are actually extremely close friends. On the next behind the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyhow, shall we get into the program? Do it. Let's do it. So we we kind of teed it up at the beginning of the show. There's a lot of lists going around. There's a lot of um, uh, commentary with regard to different technologies, different trends. What are the things that are going to catch fire in 2019? Really what we wanted to do today is just tee up a couple topics, uh, dive into those just a little bit, and, and talk a little bit about yay or nay, do we feel like it's going to happen or not happen? Uh, what, what's some of the support that, that we have that we can throw on the table to inform our, our audience? So I thought I would kick it off with social media, Joel. Uh, one, of, one of the things that kind of caught fire in 2018 was uh, the emergence of stories. Not necessarily stories as, as a platform, but stories as a marketing opportunity for brands. Um, as recent as this past holiday season, upwards of 40% of brands actually admitted to uh, running stories for the holidays. And on top of that, we, we've seen a huge jump, specifically with Instagram. And, and we've made a little bit of fun in the past with, with regard to um, talking about other platforms that may or may not have originated the stories function <laughs> Snapchat. But just within the past year, we saw Instagram stories go from 300 million active users to 400 million. That actually happened within a seven-month span. So the question for you, Joel, is is, is it going to be the year of Instagram stories or has it kind of died down? What do you think? No, I think this is definitely the year for Instagram stories. It's funny. That was going to be my lead and you stole my thunder, but that's fine. Oh, it, it's, we, we, See, I told you. <clears throat> we poked so much fire. fun at Snapchat last year and like it's, it's, it's so poetic that like this was, hey, this is a great idea. And, <laughs> and other people did it way better and have had way more success with it than than Snapchat. But uh, just doing some research for it, Snapchat, I'm, I'm trying to read my numbers, so 166 million users in four years after Instagram started its stories, mm-hmm. there were 250 million users in two years of Instagram stories. It's just funny how Snapchat has been chewed up and spit out. And But yeah, I mean, this is a huge opportunity. Why? Because you see trends on regular old social feeds that video and live content and interactivity is what is driving people to those platforms and driving engagement. We see that with clients. Our clients are seeing massive um, engagement spikes due to um, taking advantage of those interactivity. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity for, for brands um, to use that interactivity. What we're seeing with our clients is it's yet another way, you, you've heard me talk about it on this podcast, yet another way to make a connection with the audience, right? So the, beautiful, the be- beautiful part about Instagram stories is somebody tags me in theirs, I can see it, I can add it to my story. It's another way to make a connection, 
show people they're valued, thank them for participating in the conversation, for using our our tool, our product, our visiting our city, that sort of thing. So uh, huge, huge opportunity for brands, a number of different ways to do it successfully. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, it'll be a big part of any, it should be a big part of any 2019 plan for sure. Are, the, are brands going to be okay with the fleeting nature of a story over time? So engagement being a metric that shows level of intent, but might not show anything outside of interaction, likely not going to show purchase intent of any kind. Is it enough to buoy that as a long-term solution, as a long-term piece of uh, Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat? Uh, or is it is it the flavor of the week? Right. So uh, th- there's the, there's your two challenges. How do you monitor it? How do you monitor interactions with your story? Like, is somebody meaningfully engaging with my story? Or are they just clicking through it? Yeah. Right. So so how do you how do you monitor that? How do you quantify it? That's a big. We're we're devoting effort to um, executing these stories for our clients. So how do we how do we monitor that? How do we how do we um, you know show ROI and how do you monetize it? Right. Reading some coverage of of stories and trends pieces and. Facebook's execs say that, look, this is kind of our natural um, lifespan, right? We're, we're building this product out, and then we'll get to figuring out how to monetize it. It's going to be difficult. So those are two challenges that we'll be watching um, this year. And, you know, our clients are continuing. All right, so this is great. We loved what you did with this, this takeover, this product focus on X day, this whatever. What was how is this factoring into my reporting? How is it factoring into my analytics and my engagement numbers and that sort of thing? So I'm not sure anybody has a great answer for that yet. That's, it's an interesting point, though, in the fact that the, the fact that these companies are relatively young and that they are, this is the way they were built, build the product, get users, monetize later, gives them more of a stomach for product development that way where traditional companies invert that model for all intents and purposes. That's that's a, I've never thought about it that way. That's a good point. Okay. Quiz question for three pizzas. Whoa. <laughs> Papa John's You guys pizza? ready? You guys ready? Of course it's Papa John's pizza. It is. It's refreshing, frankly. It's the only pizza that's actually refreshing. Okay. Yeah, is which is a tagline <laughs> that they did not buy, but it's still on the table. Of all the social platforms using stories today, only one is not seeing any growth. Which platform would that be? Facebook. Facebook. Correct. That's three pizzas, three refreshing pizzas for Jeff. Damn it, I should have jumped in faster. Yeah. I love pizza. You're the social guy, too. <laughs> social guy sitting <laughs> on his hands over there. You'll get the next one when it's a Burger King. Yes. But speaking of Facebook, this gets into point number two. Uh, with all the turmoil over the past year with data protection and brand safety, when we talk about the duopoly of Google and Facebook, it appears there might be some cracks in the foundation. Is this the year where the two big men on campus, for all intents and purposes, start to take a step back? Or is it just a bunch of hype at this point, Jeff? I mean, it's, it's a really good question. You know, we've, we've covered a handful of times, and I say it in quotations, too big to fail. My opinion has always been that Google is more vulnerable than Facebook is um, because the core business of Google is search and then being able to monetize that through ads. Search is not is changing so highly 
um, that, you know, obviously they're the one who sets the trend. Their, uh, their vulnerability point comes in the fact that uh, Amazon is the next great search engine, the next great paid ad platform uh, that has really functionally only dipped its toe in the water. I'm uh, kind of uh, going off the top of my head with these numbers, but I, the, the U.S. market is roughly 60-40 Google Facebook in terms of ad revenue spent um, within the platform. So Google being 60, Facebook being 40. And then sitting in the background is Amazon with this like, you know, two or three percent market share, but the number of users and the linearity of the data they have between person and purchase is so good that when they put their foot on the gas into paid search market, that is going to be so become so much more attractive at volume to brands that I think that's going to eat away partially at market share from Google. And obviously Google not having a social platform anymore. I I don't think that is... R.I.P. Google Plus. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Um, I think think Facebook's PR problems are, um, you know, they're the new pusher. They're the new... They've created the new addiction of things, and I don't see people moving away from it that quick. I I don't think this is the year, quote-unquote, they take a step back, to be perfectly honest. I think this is the year um, that Amazon ramps up it's it's paid strategy more with more granular and linear attribution for brands and so i think google and facebook are going to um i think they're going to start doubling down on buying platforms um that can help them do similar things uh and frankly i think facebook is going to have a major executive shakeup. Uh, I think Facebook is going to have a major executive shakeup and that that executive shakeup is going to be driven by their board of directors. I'm not saying that means Mark Zuckerberg is gone, but I do think it does mean that Sheryl Sandberg is going to leave. And I think they're going to go on a PR offensive and uh, probably be a little bit more stringent on what they they release and they don't release Um, because they, you know, they just there's been too many weekend board meetings that have, you know, occurred because of missteps. Uh, that only goes on for so long. Yeah. I mean, a couple, couple stats to point out. <clears throat> you were kind of freestyling a little bit. But at, when we talk about Amazon, they account for about 4.1% share yeah. of, of advertising spend. And Amazon accounts for 55% of product searches. So they're already trumping Google in that category. It's not necessarily translating to market share yet, yeah. but this is still a, a developing story. I don't necessarily know that the big shakeup's going to happen this year. Yes, there are cracks in the foundation. One of the areas where you start to see it with Facebook, really their currency is time spent. So daily active users and time spent, their time spent has actually flatlined. They're at about 40 minutes daily with their daily active users. Still a pretty good number, right? But a disproportionate number of their audience, a huge share of the, their audience is actually over the age of 55. So there are, there's a mass exodus of, of young people on Facebook. Where they're growing, the only area that they're growing in is in the 55 plus category. So wait and see on that one. And frankly, if, you know, if we're I think I think you could get into a scenario. I think you're you're also looking at a year of major major acquisitions. Um, 
like, so let me give you an example. There's been a lot of rumors about Amazon purchasing a more brick and mortar presence by actually going and physically buying a company. The two companies that are, are, are frequently named in that are uh, Target and Kohl's. I think you are going to see the overlap start to get increasingly more prominent. So a great place to start looking is, you know, Facebook portal, uh, Google, uh, or excuse me, Amazon's uh, screens that they now have attached to their uh, to their smart speakers to Alexa. I think you are going to see the overlap of these companies start to get more and more significant. Uh, Amazon's overlap in search, uh, Facebook and Amazon's overlap in device trying to be in your home. I think you're going to see these companies who have to show shareholder revenue uh, and shareholder value increase start to try and encroach in places uh, on the others where they, you know, this is the conversation behind healthcare. This is why Apple's in healthcare. This is why Google's in healthcare. Uh, Google hired the former, the retired CEO of the Cleveland Clinic to be an advisor because they can't just look at small markets to usurp. They have to look at the biggest of the big problems and say, okay, we're going to put focus here. Healthcare being a major one of those. Apple is turning in, not turning into, they are a healthcare company with their, their physical wearable, the Apple Watch. The more and more penetration that gets into hospital systems and uh, electronic health records, uh, the more um, uh, the more effect it's going to have on people's lives. But that's where it's, that's where it's going, is penetration into a market they've never been before. Amazon into, into, into insurance, you know, things like that. I mean, it's Amazon into, into banking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty well documented that the bulk of their money does not come from advertising. Nope. It's actually Amazon Web Services, and they will continue to diversify. They will be a company to watch in the next year. Do you know, before you go on, so Amazon Web Services, the holding of data and the expansion of, of the need to hold data, especially with 5G, is there, the uh, people assume that in about 10 years, the uh, Amazon Web Services could be a trillion-dollar company in and of itself. Hmm. Very provocative from yeah. a provocateur. Extremely, extremely provocative. Very provocative. Speaking of provocative, um, what we've seen over the past year is more and more programmatic platforms starting to adopt new ways to bring different inventory sources from digital to traditional into their platforms. And it's got me wondering, is this the year, Morgan Rooks, where we start to see the slow death of banner ads? Thank what God. do you think? Mm. I, I do think that we're going to start to hear the death rattle of the banner ad. I think banner ads have lived um, an extra long life due to programmatic, due to the fact that people were able to buy banner ad space dirt cheap, and easily and easily target their audiences. But with programmatic expanding into so many other areas, um, there's just not the same need for banners that we used to have. Um, CTV and OTT continues to be a huge conversation in the programmatic space. Inventory is just growing exponentially and people want to be there. Um, Availability of programmatic outdoor, um, even programmatic direct mail is becoming a thing. Um, And all of this is just contributing to the fact that we know banners don't work. We know that they're not um, appearing on some of the websites that they used to be anymore. So I really do think that this is the end of the banner ad. It may not be completely gone in 2019, but the slow removal will be there. Programmatic audio is also huge. It's a big player, and that's going to be a big, 
thing in 2019. Programmatic audio um, and programmatic smart, spe- smart speakers, I think, are going to be huge things in 2019. Yeah, actually, smart speakers had a really big year in 2018. In fact, um, some say that it's actually been the fastest growing um, consumer gadget on the marketplace in history. That's how fast it's growing. But I, I guess the question that I would pose to the group is, um, is it time to double down and start building out skills for smart speakers? Or is it the voice assistant that we should be focused and fixed on in 2019? Well, I, so an interesting thing I think a lot of people saw today, stock market took a tank because obviously increased unrest. Um, but Apple comes out and reports that they're not going to hit their Chinese sales goals, um, which is a gigantic deal for everybody. That's a growth market for them. Um, so Apple stock as well as uh, U.S. stock issues took took a big hit. But what, one of the things people have to start getting around the idea of is that the phone in your pocket, the hardware that you use, is is going to be prehistoric soon. It's going to be an iPod uh, first generation. It's it's going to be like it will go away. And so what are the manifestations of that in your day-to-day life so that you can, can, you, you can remain connected yet not have a thing in your pocket that you have to charge, that costs $1,000, that comes out new every year, that you have to have, blah, blah, blah. So right now, I, I think personally that smart speakers and like Facebook's portal, other things like that, like you're starting to see what the next generation of gadgets, of interactive uh, interactive devices is going to be. So in my personal opinion, I would be doubling down on smart speakers. I would be doubling down on the idea that Alexa skills and other voice assistants are just going to be built into everything you use. Just And I mean, it's one and the same. It is building the skill for whatever the outlet is. So the cars of the future already, already have them. You can already get Alexa on some model car. Hey, Morgan, did you, Morgan just got a new car a couple of weeks ago. It, did, does it have Alexa in it by any chance? Uh, it does not. I use Apple CarPlay, so okay. it has Surrey, um, um, which actually ties into something I read about the fact that people are aligning themselves with one particular sure. voice assistant, and they're not switching. That's really interesting. Huh. That's very interesting. The article I read was specifically talking about Google versus Amazon, and they kind of correlated it to VHS versus Betamax. Well, I, for those of you who know what that is, <laughs> this goes back. We to, used to have a beta. I, yeah, never. I still don't think I've ever seen one. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen We're one. We're the same age. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that our, we have the same eyes. <laughs> These eyes goes back to disruption. <laughs> I mean, see, I want, I want disruption. Betty Davis eyes. Oh, did that's you? That's where I That's want. a great song. Disruption and convenience. Right. So everything is going towards a, a what is what is more convenient. And so I'm, I'm sitting at home at my parents' house over the holidays. My kids are playing with their Alexa speaker because it just understands. It's easy. They're saying, play Jingle Bells. Boom, plays Jingle Bells. And just what is the ease of operation? Did I have to go to my phone? Did I have to press a button? Did YouTube. I have to go to YouTube? No, I didn't. I just said whatever the hell was on the top of my head. Play Jingle Bells. Three and a half year old, just like lighten this thing up. Time of his life. Ease, convenience. So can I pose a question? Is Google falling behind because they don't have a smart speaker-esque device well, similar to the Alexas? Google Home is, in fact, so Google's play is more of, 
has been from the beginning since they bought Nest, which is probably five years ago now, was we want to control home automation. So Google wants to, they do, Google Home is a, you know, a central point for that. They have um, Nest, Smart Thermostat, they have a handful of other things. I don't think it's caught on the way that they thought it would. And I'm not saying that it won't. Um, but, what, you know, once again, I, I do think Google is, as much revenue as Google makes, I think Google is highly vulnerable. But um, um Just waiting for Joel. Just waiting for Joel. You just say, waiting say for him something. to show up? Yeah. Maybe with a hot take? Maybe with something <laughs> sizzling from the hip? Hey, Joel. Hey. How's the Man City-Liverpool game going? It's over. So who won? Final? Man City. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if he was still checking that game. Nope. Sure wasn't. Sure. <laughs> I, we'll have to talk to to Pauks about the fact that he's given us all little forts, so that yeah, we can now has. we can now hide our faces behind them, and I can see one of Morgan's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can only see one of your eyes, so it's it's quite fitting. Her Betty Davis eyes. Yeah, Betty Davis eyes. Oh, God, is he good? Oh, that's it actually works out good. really that's well because before when I could see Jim, he would make me laugh. So now I can't really that's, see him. That is something. I can't help it. I'm a colorful man. You are a colorful cat. Very colorful. Uh, before we um, we uh, bow out for the week, does anybody have any uh, media resolutions for the year? Joel said it to me last week, and I felt like a heel as soon as he did. But he gets home from work, and he puts his phone completely down. I need to do that. I absolutely, until my children are in bed, I need to do that. It's just, it's a death device. It's awful. Yeah, just fill it with uh, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa. That way you don't have to feel guilty. It's That's something you're doing with your children. With you can have fun with Alexa with your children. You're not have your face buried in your phone. Yeah, I mean that that I the uh, Apple the second uh, to last update where it gives you your screen time. Oh God, it's terrible. Oh, so man, judgy. Has it's that ju- it's judgy, but it is really yeah, it's bad. It's on point mm-hmm. with and it makes you think. So there you go. There you have it. Well, I've I've made a bold move in, in the oh, spirit of conversation. Yes. Yeah, wrote with, I didn't want to spoil this earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I actually I I actually deleted Facebook. Now, I will caveat this as I've got my consumer hat on, and I feel like with all the conversation that we've had about Facebook over the past year, and the lack of attention that the average user gives to this, it's a it's a way for me to make the statement that I believe that people need to take a harder look at what they're sharing and what they're getting in return for the services. And I've gotten to the point where as a marketer and as a consumer, I get disproportionately more value as a marketer using Facebook than I do as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm not 55. So I got that going for me too. So knock on wood, I got a few more years left in me. You know, that's, that's kind of the growth area. So yeah. <laughs> I'm on trend. I'm on trend overall. Uh, but with that, we're actually going to wrap up the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Jeff, Joel, and Morgan as well. Um, if you've got ideas or opinions on what you've heard, you can message us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook at the Adcom Group. If you're curious about the agency, follow us on Instagram. And if you just want more of what you're hearing, just click to subscribe. You'll get us in the newsfeed every week. So with that, rate the program and have a great weekend.